1: Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today.
4: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and
1: me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Hank Iney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio.
2: it's time for the truth, here's our do. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Haney.
5: 3, 2, one. Welcome to number 42, episode number 42 of the Hank Haney Podcast, Saturday Strong Edition. Steve Johnson here, along with Minnesota Tim Porajka, the recently non-single Minnesota Tim Porajka. And uh, I guess technically you are single, but not uh, not for long, nobody.
6: Well, how can you say I'm single? That's not a very fair analysis.
5: Well, I mean, if there's if single and married are your two options, why I mean, does like, it have let, to be let's let's say, single and
6: married? Why well, let's say you you're filling out an application and out of a relationship. This is totally unfair.
5: It's got to be binary. If there's two choices, it's either you're black or white, yes or no. On an application, it says name, first name, last name, middle initial, any title you have like Minnesota or anything like that. Uh, and then it says uh, options, marital status, married or single. So what would you put in a relationship? You'd write in that. You'd you'd write that in, wouldn't you?
6: Engaged. It's a time of write-ins right now. It's political season.
5: You don't fit in the, uh, the, the binary mari- married single categories. I mean, it's just like it used to be when you'd fill out an application for college, it was a uh, male or female. And now there's like some of the Ivy League schools have 10, 15 different options. Prefer not to say. I'm I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> that's the truth. I know. I believe it.
6: I, I, I've i seen it. I've seen it as well. Prefer not to say. I've seen that. Crazy. Yeah. So Steve, let me tell you this. What's that? She said yes.
5: Oh, that's Awesome. As you got to tell us about it too, but we got to get into the, uh, episode 42 1st You got to tell us about it. I want. I want to. Uh, this is what you would call a hook in the in the podcast business. That's the big hook. We're getting people to last all the way to the end, so they can hear how it went. He cried. She cried. They cried. Uh, you. We got to hear the whole story. But uh, this is episode number forty-two, and because it is an election year, presidential election year, this is dedicated to drum roll please Tim number 42 President Bill Clinton yes <laughs> is he in jail yet or no
6: I don't think so I don't okay. think he's, I don't think he's there
5: <laughs> all right but yeah you don't see much of bill bill can barely speak anymore he's got that raspy voice it's uh like a w- one of the hosts on Sirius XM has that raspy voice same thing but bill is really <laughs> raspy now remember bill had the PGA event the Clinton foundation it was the in the desert uh, it was where arnold palmer used to take all the rookies out to dinner at his restaurant there in the palm desert and uh, uh i tell you what arnold palmer is missed bill clinton is not missed that's my political statement for the day okay okay let's move on let's move on do you have any 42s you want to dedicate to uh what about jackie robinson okay
6: Jackie Robinson, breaking the barriers, breaking the barriers.
5: Yeah, there was a movie. I thought you were going to say the movie. uh, He made a movie of himself.
6: Well, he didn't make the movie of himself. They they made a movie about him.
5: Right. I mean, he
6: wasn't in the movie. The movie was about him, but the real Jackie Robinson wasn't in the movie. Okay. All right.
5: I get you. I get you.
6: Okay. So anyway, there is a big tournament going on. The Zozo Championship over there in California at Sherwood Country Club and there are some names on the top of the leaderboard. There's some good players playing. Rory McIlroy's playing. He broke a club. Uh, John Rahm's playing. Justin Thomas. Um, A lot of big-name guys. Tiger Woods playing um, for the first time since the U.S. Open where he missed the cut. Um, Just for the second time since the PGA Championship where he tied for 37th. And this is a golf course, Steve, where Tiger Woods has historically dominated. He's played here 12 times. Sherwood Country Club, it used to be the Hero World Challenge, the uh, Nike Challenge, whatever, the Nationwide Challenge. It used to be all of these different names, Tiger Woods' event. Now it's the Hero World Challenge, which actually is going to be canceled this year uh, due to the ongoing pandemic. But Tiger, he is in the bottom list of the leaderboard. He's played the. He's played here 12 times. He's won here five times. And he's finished second here five times as well. And he opened the first round at the Zozo Championship just several weeks before the Masters, as everyone's getting geared up and ramped up for that, with a 76-4 over par. He played the par fives in two or three over par. He, uh, he started off on the back nine. There were three par fives on the back nine. He went bogey-double bogey. Double, bogey. Ouch. He played Ouch. the back nine. What is that? Four over par on the par fives. It might have been three over par. I might I might have added an extra bogey. I think he went bogey double par. So what Tiger did in the first round of the Zozo championship has me extremely worried about his game, about his shape. You know, going into the tournament, Steve, I was thinking, I was thinking, you know, Tiger, it's Tiger. He's got to come with something. He's got to come with something. He's he's got to be practicing. He has got to be embarrassed by how he's been playing lately, which will inspire him to practice. But we have not seen that out of Tiger, at least in day one. And I'm a little worried about him.
5: Well, typically he would take the week before major, he would take off. So this is fitting right into uh, what the uh, uh, ideal schedule would be for Tiger Woods. I mean, obviously his performance should be better. Uh, he's still he's looking he still looks good. I mean he's no limp, no back problems, no wincing. Um, and he did go on the back his first nine bogey, double bogey, bogey like you said and then he backed it up. I mean these par 5s are typically where PGA Tour pros get their most under par. The par 5s are the most under par. Hank talks about it all the time. If you've got distance, those par 5s are essentially par 4s. So on a course that has Four or five, like this course, has five par fives. I mean, you should be at least four under par on them. Now, he did birdie one of them, the second hole, but uh, a pitiful performance for Tiger Woods. Now, I analyzed his round just like, uh, because this is the Saturday strong, I wanted to come with some facts here. He didn't hit the ball good, uh, Timmy. No, he didn't. Good. He didn't. Uh, and when you look at, that's a great thing about PGA com. you can look at the the website I can see every shot that Tiger hit. Not only see the shot, but I can also, it describes the shot uh, in in the text. Every fairway that he missed, and he didn't hit a lot of fairways. I think he hit 11 fairways. Ele- he hit 11 greens is what he hit. 11 greens, which is not not very good. Um, he hit fewer fairways. He hit 10 every-
6: greens and 7 fairways.
5: Okay, there you go. There- I was close. I was close. I'm taking that as a victory. Um, he Every shot he missed off the tee was to the right. I mean, in in bad situations. It wasn't like there was out of bounds to the left and he missed it in the right rough. I mean, he missed it on a few of the holes of the par fives. He missed it in the absolute worst place that you could miss it. He had to take a drop one time. Uh, not good for Tiger Woods. Now, we all know that Tiger, when he goes really bad and he starts getting the two-way miss... It's the left miss. This is the only thing that's really encouraging about that round. He didn't miss any to the left. No left misses. All right misses. The, the tracer does not show the curve on the ball like it does on television, the top tracer. It just shows a straight line to the right, which I would be very surprised if, if he hit it straight right. It, it's, it's probably curving to the right, starting to the right of his his intended line. But... Every shot to the right, which is the only encouragement that he's not his brain is not fried after round one because all the misses are, are misses that weren't playable in round one, but he's going to make them playable. Actually, I can tell you that his first nine was absolutely pitiful. Ball striking off the tee. He did a little bit better on the back nine, but uh which was his actual front nine. I'm I'm confusing the issue here because he started on ten yesterday and that, that nine was not a good nine for Tiger Woods.
6: Hey, let me list this, some of the statistics. So this was a 78-player field to start. Um, it got down to 77 after Adam Scott tested positive for COVID and had a WD. Tiger Woods off the tee. Out of 77 players, off the tee, Tiger Woods, 77th. Approach shots to the green, 75th. Around the green, he played well, 10th. Putting 58th out of 77. T to green 74 out of 77. So Tiger Woods is either dead last or near dead last in almost every category except for around the green. And he's 58th in putting. That's not really near dead last, but it's definitely in the bottom half. And Hank always talks about how Tiger Woods is a great Greens rememberer. And obviously, he's a great putter. He's one of the greatest putters the sport has ever seen. He's 58th in putting at a golf course. He's played 12 times at a golf course. He's either won or finished second place in at least 10 times. This is scary stuff, Steve.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not, uh, well, only one of two explanations. Either there's an issue that we don't know about. I mean, it could be an off course issue. It could be a physical issue. It could be an emotional issue. Or he's just not putting the time in. He's uh, still on the victory tour from last year's masters tournament, and we've talked about that a bunch. How long can a guy be interested in the game when he's, I mean, heck, if there was a cut here this week, he would have been he'd be cut. He's coming off a miscut. I mean, when you're the best of all time, or arguably the best of all time, a dominant player winning 45% of your tournaments at one point in his career for an extended period of time. How long do you keep interest when you're just barely getting by, when you're just one of those guys that tee off first on the weekends when you do make the cut, but you're not part of the mix. The whole intrigue with the game is him being in the final group on the final day and having a chance to win. This is far from that, and uh, you just wonder... Is, is, did the guy go too long? I mean, we always thought it was going to be a physical issue that kept him out. Maybe it, now it is an emotional. It is some type of motivational issue. Hey, I just don't want to put the time in. I've done this for a long time. I've done this from the time I was a very young age. My dad pushed me. My dad, Earl, uh, was always out there. We had a mission in life, and that mission was to be a dominant player. Well, I have been that. been there, done that. Maybe it's time for him to hang it up. Are you with me, Tim? I'm with
6: you, Steve. But, uh, I mean, is it time to hang it up? I mean, really, at this point in Tiger's career, there's the only part that matters are major championships. And honestly, it's been that way for the last several years. He's got He won the Masters. He had the celebratory tour. And I'm going to disagree with you guys on one thing. You guys talk about Tiger's celebratory tour. Last year at the Zozo Championship, he flat-out dominated that Zozo Championship. And the reason he flat-out dominated that Zozo Championship is because he wanted to pick himself as a captain's pick for that President's Cup team. And if he wasn't playing in that President's Cup team, if he wasn't the captain for that President's Cup team, I don't think there's any chance in hell that Tiger Woods is going to win and show up to the Zozo Championship several months after he WD'd from the BMW Championship last year, and win and dominate. Basically, he started out right away from day one and played well. So if Tiger has a reason to play well, I feel like he's always going to play well. Now, you could argue that he hasn't played well or he didn't play well in the PGA Championship um, and in the U.S. Open, but the Masters at Augusta National, that's his spot. But at the same time, I am just completely playing devil's advocate with myself. If Tiger Woods can't play well at a golf course he's dominated in his career, how can we expect him to show up to Augusta National ready to play? I don't. I don't think you can.
5: Well, here's what you're saying: you've got a whole different uh, philosophy now. Uh, not you, but Tiger Woods. This is what you're. This is what you're sketching out for us: that uh, the the on-off switch. the hey, you know what? The only thing that means anything to me are majors. That that's a given. That's a given for many players. I mean, it's a given for Brooks Kepka. He talks about, hey, you know what? I just get up for the majors. That's what it's all about. I've got my on-off switch. When I get to the majors, I turn it on. Uh, that's a different philosophy that, that uh, the players seem to be adopting. And if it works, man, these tournaments that have zero players, like you always complain about, Tim, that we turn it on. And what in the world? This looks like a mini-tour event. We've got players that uh, I've never even heard of before are playing. We've got 50 events this year on the PGA Tour, way too many for your taste, for your liking. Uh, maybe this is a, a, an indication of, of some of coming attractions that, you know what, maybe these these top players say, hey, you know what, I, I have the on-off switch. I don't need to play in all these tournaments. If I just play well in a few tournaments, the ones that are really important to me, and I can turn it on and off, Hey, might as well keep it off for a while. Might as well turn it off. I mean, we see that with, uh, with, uh, now this kid has, pl- has played a lot, uh, Bryson Deschambeau, but he, he shut her down for a month until the, uh, the Masters tournament in November, the, the, the double Masters that's going to happen, uh, in this season. But I mean, that is a whole different philosophy that we've never heard before. The, the on off switch, uh, in the in, historically has not we haven't seen that work other than the fact that Tiger Woods did play in 2008 you can check this check me on this tim i think he played in nine events he won uh well you know what he, he played no more than nine events he may have, he may <laughs> I, I have played check you on this jimmy he may gonna, have played Jimmy's he may check have played you on six this, events <laughs> okay let's we're going we're going to look at this because this is this is remarkable this is Hank had told Tiger way before 2008 that, hey, you know what? You need, to, you need to just settle down. You don't need to play so many events. Why are you playing so many events? Just play the ones that matter. Some some that, are, that you like to play in, you don't have to go play in the Zozo. You don't have to go play in the uh, Safeway Classic. You don't have to play in these events. But you, you, you seem to do well when you play in the ones that you like and the ones that are leading up to the, the the big majors. Now, I'm going to look here at his career. Events, 2000. Oh, I was right. I was right. So, Tiger Woods played in, in 2000. This is what? In 2008, excuse me. 2008, he played in six events. Played in six events. Now, he, he shut her down after the U.S. Open. So, he won the U.S. Open in, in June at Torrey Pines. We all remember, remember that. He played in six events. He won four of them, Tim. He won four of those events. That's Ben Hogan-esque. Ben Hogan would play in, in you know, a handful of tournaments after his accident, and he won a lot of majors after his accident. Tiger Woods won six, t- four tournaments out of six, came in second place once. That is unbelievable. Hmm. Maybe maybe that's his new model.
6: Yeah, that could be. All right, let's take our first break. Go to HaneyUniversity.com if you want to improve your game. Hank has free daily golf tips. Sign up for the free newsletter, a free newsletter which features free daily golf tips coming from one of the greatest golf instructors the world has ever seen, and that's Hank Haney. He also has a rangefinder, impact snap, and pushcart all available on HaneyUniversity.com. For amazing deals, let go to HaneyUniversity.com. Sign up for the newsletter. When we come back, is Tiger going to change his strategy for the Masters? That's next. More Than a Movie
0: is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
1: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. Listen to Rappaport's
4: reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me,
1: Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
5: Welcome back to episode forty-two. I'm no longer going to dedicate it to Bill Clinton. He was only good for one segment. Uh, his, his, that's true. That's true. He should have only gone one segment as president. He didn't last very long. No, he was he was a 17 minute is what he lasted. We're going. Uh, we're going. Uh, Jackie Robinson. I, I like the Jackie Robinson.
6: Jackie Robinson. I like that. Yeah. Inspirational.
5: Now, uh, before we talk about Tiger Woods and his motivation, and uh, is he going to be able to? To change is it, does he want to change his strategy for uh the the masters tournament, which is coming up early November? I got a question for you, Tim. Yeah. Okay. It's a big tournament here. This is the uh, at Sherwood. Uh, little fun fact. Fun okay. fact for you. I thought
6: that was a question.
5: Rob Oosterhouse, before the question, Rob Sorry. Oosterhouse <laughs> is a guy that used to teach with us, his father's Peter Oosterhouse. Rob Oosterhouse is the general manager at Sherwood Country Club. Wow. Great guy. Man. Uh great golf professional, great teacher, and uh he's running that uh running that facility there. But here's my question. What does Zozo do?
6: What does Zozo do? I think they're a television company. Really? I don't know.
5: Okay, I'm on their website right now and it appears to be a platform for shopping. Ooh. Uh, largest fashion online shopping website in Japan It's over 1,348 stores offering more than 7,900 products. At any given time, more than 830,000 items are be available for purchase. Can you believe that? Deferred payment option is, you probably use this, Tim, is tazukebari.
6: Oh, yeah. All the time.
5: Tazukebari. That's what it is. That's the payment that? option. Yeah, I know. I mean, I I'm, I get uh, points for using that. Yeah. So, anyway, Zozo. Uh, the, to the best of our knowledge, I'm on their website. Not easy to navigate. Uh, it says service. They have Zozo Town. They have where they've got Zozo used, and they've got fulfillment by Zozo. So, is it
6: in Japanese? Is the website in Japanese?
5: Uh, yes. Yes. But the website is is in English. That's the only reason I know. I'm reading. I'm reading it for They've been around since uh, two two thousand four. Okay, um, interesting. Just for, all right. just for those of us that have no idea what Zozo is,
6: well, they must be paying Tiger Woods a whole lot to basically be an endorser of this golf tournament and to play in it every year. Actually, a huge break for Tiger. He didn't need to fly all the way over to Japan to play in it this year. He just had to fly over to California, which is. I mean, I'm sure he's got a home in California, still somewhere over there. Um. So anyway. The question is, is Tiger going to change his strategy for the Masters? So uh, a typical Tiger prep for the Masters is to get there on Sunday or Monday, knock the ball around for a few holes for a practice round or whatever. But lately, uh, this week, actually, Tuesday of the Zozo week, he mentioned to reporters that he's not going to leave out the option of playing in the Houston Open a week before the Masters. Now, the Houston Open... Is somewhere near where you are, Steve. I honestly have no idea how close it is to where it's you five are. Hours, in five, five hours. Five hours
5: okay. is uh, due, due south to Dallas.
6: A couple of things for the Houston Open. One, it says they might have fans at the Houston Open. So that would be a fascinating addition to that tournament. Number two, it's a week before the Masters tournament. And number three, Tiger Woods has never played in the Houston Open and he's not ruling it out for prep for the Masters. Uh, latest reports latest discussion latest speculation is that tiger is going to go to the masters next week play a round or two or whatever go to the houston open play there and then go to augusta national and play for the masters so what do you think about tiger woods potentially playing in the houston open
5: well first of all i think it's not happening there's there's no way it happens uh We've seen him this year when he's playing, or last year, when he's playing two weeks in a row. He played three weeks in a row, I think, one, one stretch. It's just too much. Does the walking, I mean, he's, his physically he's looked great. Uh, I just can't see him doing that. It's, now, I'm not sure where they're playing the Houston Open. If they're playing it at the same venue, it's a pretty easy walk, uh, pretty flat. Augusta National is not an easy walk. And when we look at what the weather is going to be like over the next couple weeks, uh, man, I tell you what, it, it uh, the weather in Augusta is going is different this time of year than it is in the spring. Um, it's actually it's a it's pretty dang it's it's nice uh, in the eighties. Um, some showers. It is not an easy walk. The ball's not going to go that far. I mean, I think I think his strategy of taking the week off before. A major tournament is is probably the way to go. I thought you were gonna say, hey, you know what? Instead of taking the week off and practicing at home, he's gonna take the week off and he's gonna go to Augusta and he's gonna practice. That's what I thought you were gonna say. That would be more logical to me than playing in an event where it's taking energy. Every time he goes to an event, he is he's the event. He's in the press room. He's he can't he can't get a a moment by himself. He's always someone's always asking him for something. Now if he has a new sponsor and the sponsor is paying him to be there, I can see him uh, considering it. But if he does go to Houston, I think it's a f- Thursday, Friday out of there type scenario because he's got to have time to rest up. And, and I mean, knocking it around a little bit before the, the tournament is one thing, but playing in a tournament uh, and a course you haven't played before, we're talking about building confidence. We're talking about building execution. And it just doesn't seem like the type of formula is such a deviation from what he used to do. I, I can't see him doing it, Tim.
6: What could Tiger Woods do at the Houston Open that he wouldn't be able to do at home or at Augusta preparing for the tournament? Is there anything?
5: No, not that I can think of. Not on course anyway. I mean, are I, tournament I,
6: I, reps different, though, than just practicing?
5: They are. They are. But there's so many... When you look at a list of positives and negatives to go into Houston, okay, the positive is he's getting some tournament reps. He's getting, uh, you know, hopefully a little nerves. I miss. We heard Jordan Spieth talk about that. Hey, you know what I want? That's what I. I, I that's what really excites them is the, the the feeling of playing with some nerves and overcoming the nerves. Um, that's the positive. The negative is it's a course that is really not like they say. It's like Augusta doesn't have any rough. But it's not really like Augusta. It rains a lot in Houston. We're going through a thunderstorm uh, or two right now. We've got some storms moving in in Dallas. It's going to be a soggy mess out there I- I- at that tournament in Houston. It, it uh, plus it's a, it's a lot of lowland areas anyway that hold water. There's no drainage. Uh, I I just do not see that as is something. The greens are not as sloped. Uh, the weather conditions, the humidity is so high there. Now it can be high in Augusta, but this time of year, the average temperature in November is sixty-nine degrees in Augusta, Georgia. Nice. I mean, that is that's perfect. Heck, it could be close to in the nineties down in Houston, and humid as anything. Nice. Yeah, sixteen. Oh, yeah.
6: Yeah. <laughs> that is perfect like you said
5: Steve that is perfect
6: yeah. all right uh, here's the reason why Tiger's not going to play in the US Den not open in a, in a few short words then we're going to take a break then we're going to talk about it my engagement and whatever the Zozo championship is a no cut event so Tiger has four rounds locked up already playing at Sherwood Country Club and because he has four rounds locked up already playing at Sherwood Country Club Then he can go to Augusta National whenever he wants to go to Augusta National and prepare for the Masters. And I think that's the given. I think that's the reason Tiger will not play in the Houston Open. That's my final stance on that.
5: Okay. I I like that. I like your stance. Okay.
6: All right. Thank you. Thank you. Let's take our second break. Go to voodoopanrelief.com right now for a free two-week supply, which will take care of your aches and it will take care of your pains. It's a patented product. The return rate Is less than one-tenth of one percent. Voodoo Pain Relief Cream will work for you. It's worked for thousands of people, and it's a free two-week supply right now. You just have to go to voodoopainrelief.com and get your free two-week supply. When we come back on the Saturday Strong episode 42, my engagement, the story about that. Sorry,
5: Sorry about that. Sorry about that. No, I, 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 had, I had a woo going. <laughs> uh, we've got a couple other, we've got, we've got to do some house cleaning too before uh, we're going to do some house cleaning and also your engagement.
6: There you go.
0: More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
1: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.
5: Wow, it's been a big, big episode 42. We had, it was so big we had to have two dedications. Now, we typically, I, I want to clear the deck for you, Tim, for your, your story, because uh, this is an important story. This is a milestone in your life. I've got two things to tell you. One was from episode 41. I've got a correction to make here. Uh, Florida Jimmy, uh, he's a podcast listener. He's a loyal listener. He's uh, also fact checker. I gotta, <laughs> I've gotta, I I've gotta fess up. I, I'm, I messed up. I, I, uh, the Masters. We were talking. Yeah. One of our big stories was the Masters, and I, I threw it out there to the uh, millions of listeners that listen to this podcast that uh, they could go online and buy merchandise at the Masters online, first time ever. Although that was correct, I did miss it by one word. <laughs> I missed it by one word. Yeah, patron. Patrons. Patrons could go on. Yeah, not just you. Not just your average Joe. Not like you and me, Tim. Uh, patrons can go on there and buy online. So, uh, yeah, Florida, Florida Jimmy, Jimmy. Thank was you. A little frustrated, yeah. Yeah, well, thank you for the uh, thank you for the uh, for the correction. And uh, you know, Mister, all I'm saying I'm counting it as a correct statement is because I only missed it by a word. <laughs> there you now, go. Now, Tim, before you tell us your story in in this of joy, because I've got to get the tissues out because I know it's going to make me cry. Uh, it's going to be so <laughs> emotional. <laughs> But I, you've been in search for, for years. The, the, the years that Hank and I have known you, you've been in search of Mrs. Wright. And you've tried some dating websites. You've tried, uh, you know, friends of friends and blind dates and all that stuff. And um, you found you found the, the one for you. I told you, I kept encouraging you. And you, you, can, you can affirm this as I kept saying, Tim, it only takes one. It only takes one. Didn't I say that? You said that. Yeah. Okay. But if for some reason I was a little bit nervous, I didn't know. I mean, I know you felt confident about it, but I wanted a backup plan just in case. So I had someone waiting in the wings for you. And I remember a long time ago, I had, uh, one of your dates was uh, a gal by the name of Smoke and Sally. Remembers her? Remember her?
6: (laughs) I remember Smoke and, I I honestly don't actually, but.
5: Well, Smoke and Sally was, uh, she was, you took her bowling.
6: I don't remember smoking Sally. I never went out on a, on a date with smoking Sally.
5: Well, no, but you were on the you were on the uh, you were on the the radio with her. It was a, a fictitious. Uh, it was a bit that we were doing. Oh, smoking yes, Sally. Yeah, yeah, you remember yeah. that? Yeah, smoking yeah, Sally. yeah. Your uh, your mom. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, this lady had uh, smoked for about uh, sixty years, and you could tell. But uh, she's a very nice lady. Um, <laughs> I had a backup plan for you. <laughs> yeah. I had a backup plan for you. Now it just so happens that this. This young lady is a, uh, and I know what you like. You like athletic. You, I mean, because you're you're into athletics. You're into not just watching athletics, but you're into prof- to, to to doing a lot of different sports: bowling, basketball, football, volleyball. Um, bo- volleyball, hiking, biking, all that stuff. Yeah. So I was looking at my backup plan. I, that was one of my requirements that this person had to be a, a darn good athlete, and this gal is probably one of the best athletes you and I will have ever witnessed and see They she can do everything. Um, she is, uh, she's tall. Where are we going? And with I know this? you, you know, I know you're tall.
6: Is this my, is this my fiance or who are you? Even
5: no, no, about? this is, this is your backup plan. Just because no, I, I was want a worried. Plan. I, don't I, need I was a backup. worried. I don't, you can I,
6: stop right now. There is no backup plan.
5: I know you need I know you don't need it anymore, but I've got to come clean. And I got to tell you that I was a little bit nervous. And so I had a backup plan. <laughs> I know this is never going to come to fruition. Okay, but I just got to tell you that I had a backup plan. This gal was really good. She's tall. She's she's got a really uh, great athlete. Um, in fact, this gal was an Olympic gold medalist. Is this Holga? So she lives <laughs> in California, and it just so happens. You know, things happen for a reason. And this Zozo Championship usually takes place in Japan. And this year it's at Sherwood Country Club. And it just so happens that this gal that I was thinking about as a backup plan for you is a member at Sherwood. You want to hear her name? What's her name? Her name is Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn (laughs) Jenner. how about oh that God. that would have all been, right. would have been perfect story. we didn't even let's think of it yeah tell us the story tell us, a story. Tell us a let's story.
6: get into the story so she thought i was going to be in hollywood all day thursday and friday i told her i was going to be in hollywood on friday you're
5: lying to her you were lying to I her i was right? lying
6: to her i was yeah i told her i was helping my dad with some chores outside you know fall weather it's we got a lot of snow last week i told her my dad needed help with outside chores picking up the leaves putting away the swing set putting away the chairs before the winter comes. Um, and all that stuff. So that's what I told her I was doing. I was okay. not doing that. I got to her sister and brother-in-law's house where she lives um, at like five o'clock on Friday evening. And she gets home from work around 630, 645. So I was setting up with her sister and brother-in-law um, before she got home. While I was setting up, she was at work. Um, my parents were actually coming down to meet her parents at her parents' house because they live about 10 minutes away. So then every, so the family was all going to celebrate after I proposed because we're both big family people and we love family. So anyway, she gets home. The brother in law upstairs plays music on like the echo that they have in the kitchen. Higher love by Whitney Houston and Cujo. She walks into the door. There's roses at her feet. There's Ooh. cards. There's cards, a deck of cards. They love playing cards. They love playing games. And I've learned several of their games already. And I'm looking forward to learning more. There were cards leading to the the porch room, kind of where I was, like the the um, uh, the basically their extra room. They got a couch and stuff in, in there. So anyway, then she realizes that something's going on. She didn't realize what was going on right away. But then when the part of the song during Higher Love kicked in, she was like, OK, I know what's going on. So she got this huge smile on her face and I'm just grinning ear to ear. And uh, she walks into the room. I was kind of hidden in the corner. She says, what's up? And, you know, she knows what's going on. It was super exciting. Anyway, I got the ring in the Bible. We read a Bible verse I proposed. Actually, I proposed first, then read the Bible verse Colossians three twelve through 17. We read that. I also created a poster board of pictures of her and I throughout our time together um, saying I love you. I proposed. She said yes. After she said yes, we celebrated with our families with tacos and brownies. And um, it was a really fun night. <laughs> Are you crying, Steve? Uh,
5: I got to tell you, Tim. It's touching.
6: <laughs> so it was an exciting time. It seriously was. like My heartbeat was beating out of my chest. We were both smiling. I was a little nervous that the ring wouldn't fit her finger correctly the right way but it fit it perfectly, so we don't even need to get it adjusted. She loves the ring. It's got a little bit of a twist on it, which was what she wanted. It's what I got. We're both excited, and we're getting married June 5th of 2021. We got a photographer this week. We got our venue picked out. We are excited and looking forward to tying the knot June 5th, 2021.
5: Oh, that is awesome, man. Okay, so is it going to be a barn wedding?
6: It is not going to be a barn wedding, but it will be a small town wedding, just a few miles away from the Great Shadowbrook Golf Course. Hank said he's going to be there. If the Great Predictor is there, is the Great Predictor going to be
5: there? Uh, If the Great Predictor gets an invitation, and I'm predicting an invitation,
6: uh, (laughs) you see one in your future.
5: Uh, I I do I do, and uh, we will be there. Will the mosquitoes be there? Is the question?
6: That's a great question. I I don't know. It's early June, so maybe.
5: Okay. All right. Depends well, well, on how go,
6: much it rains in the spring.
5: I'll go extra deet. Okay. That's what I'll do. <laughs> okay. That's awesome, Tim. Congratulations and congratulations. Now, what is your future wife's uh name? What is her name? Haley. Haley. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I know I'm not supposed to say congratulations to the bride to be, but uh you got yourself a great catch, Haley. And uh he's uh he's been waiting his whole life for you. So Oh yeah. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, I've got one question before we go. Okay. You know, Wayne Gretzky is a member at Sherwood Country Club. <laughs> he is. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. okay go, <laughs> ahead. <laughs> it's go ahead. serious stuff, man. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Dustin Johnson plays at, at Sherwood Country Club. Why is Dustin Johnson not playing in this event?
6: Because he tested positive last week for... COVID-19, and he oh, still wasn't feeling well.
5: Oh, okay. okay. He withdrew
6: from the CJ Cup because he tested positive. Um, He still wasn't feeling well, and uh, that's why he's not playing.
5: Okay. All right. That's is a, Caitlyn could, uh, Jenner
6: playing this week?
5: She's playing, but she's not playing <laughs> golf. <laughs> you know what? Uh, Caitlyn Jenner, when when her name was Bruce Jenner, was on Hank's. It, it is amazing. Bruce Jenner was one of the four guys that played... Uh, on the Haney Project with, oh gosh, with Michael Phelps. So Hank got Sugar Ray Leonard, Mike Ruzzioni, Bruce Jenner, and Michael Phelps to play in the same group. That group will never happen again. <laughs> that will never happen again. That will <laughs> never happen again. That's There's no way. So, no way. Uh, and oh. you know what? Bruce Jenner was the best player in that group by far. I mean, Michael Ruzzioni's decent. But Bruce Jenner can play some golf, and Caitlyn Jenner can play some golf. So anyway, that's just another fun fact from Sherwood Country Club.
6: Well, thank you, Steve. We We appreciate you sharing those fun facts, and we appreciate everyone listening to the Hank Handy Podcast, Saturday Strong episode Jackie Robinson, and early on episode Bill Clinton during this political time of year. We appreciate you, everybody, listening. Subscribe, follow the Hank Caney podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow all of us on Twitter at Hank Caney, at Great Predictor One, and at Tim Email the show, Hank Caney Golf at Stay safe, stay healthy, hit bombs, make putts, and deliver. We'll talk to you next week on episode 43. Perfect. The Hank Caney podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
0: More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
1: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael